Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of Witches on the Couch. I am one of your hosts. My name is Nikki and I am a witch. Hi, I'm your other host. My name is Jade and I'm also a witch. So viewers hopefully won't super notice this, but we noticed this because we're recording. We took like over a month off for the holidays and are now trying to get back into this. So if we seem like very off the rails or very unorganized, um, we probably are because we don't really remember how to record at this point. Speak for your own damn self. I'm going to be just as awkward as ever. I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) That's the plan. But in our timeline, we're recording after the holidays. We take a bunch of time off to spend time with family and do all this stuff. And uh, now we are getting back to watching our tv series topic of the moment which is the secret circle where we will pick up after um episode one where we are on season one episode two bound an accurate name for this episode short sweet and to the point it's on track uh back in the good old days i yeah, there, there's a lot of moments during this episode where I was like, oh man, remember when TV really tried? <laughs> like, remember when mediocrity wasn't like good enough? <laughs> Which is like so funny of being such high praise for just what is this YA teen drama that we are watching. We were like, oh my God, look how good this is. But we're also coming off of uh, Motherland Fort Salem. So yeah. that's probably And the why. fact that it's... Uh... CW like I really love a lot of stuff from CW but CW was like lifetime for moody teenagers yeah it's still the joke network like yeah yeah I mean it's had like it's some hits like it it had supernatural which let's be real was really good for a while and like seriously a good show that I could talk about in depth um, but then there were also shows on the CW like Vampire Diaries and Teen People Wolf. liked those both. So zip it. I will admit I didn't watch Vampire Diaries, but I did watch all of the originals. So I also cannot really oh, judge. See, it. I couldn't do the originals. Vampire Diaries was enough for me. Uh, well, the originals actually stars uh, the girl who plays uh, the bad girl in Secret Circle. So the CW and her have like a contract going on that I can't really. We're not here to judge. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I get well, more of her. So except judge, we will. <laughs> that That's actually exactly what we're here to do is judge. <laughs> <laughs> that's the concept of the podcast. Is... We, don't, we don't come into it, no, to judge <laughs> per se. It's just to gauge the magic use. And then as we're watching, we judge. We have information that we need everybody to know. Okay. We would never judge a fellow witch, but we will judge witches on TV. That's that's kind of how we fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of which, which witch, witch, uh, let's uh, just thank you. I know. Um, let's just hop into this episode since you know we're starting off this new show. Let's let's do this. New year, new us, new TV. New witchcraft. We're into it. So we open up actually something else that we kind of talked about, something that shows used to do back in the day. 
as the direct follow-up to episode one, like there is no real time pass. There's about like six hours, we assume, where Cassie went to sleep. And now we are just with Cassie the following morning, laying in her bed, where she is looking through her grimoire, which she found at the end of episode one. And she's like flipping through the pages, seeing some of the spells and stuff that's pasted in as the narration of her mother's letter plays over the top, which we covered at the end of the last episode. So we're not really going to go into it again. Uh, also, just side note, her grimoire looks hella cool. I love it. It's a cool prop. It's nifty. It looks like a spell book. Yeah, stereotypical, but also sort of true to life. Yeah, it's. It's like a bunch of spells. There's a lot of it that looks like handwritten or hand-drawn and like it looks a little hodgepodgey, which if you guys listen to our grimoire deep dive, um, that's how my grimoire looks. I am very much no table of contents. It's a banishment spell. Then when they talk about crystals, then when they talk about herbs and what's that? Another banishment spell? I love that chaos in a spell book. So I respect your spell book. It drives me nuts, but... uh it's a fact of life as you're growing as a witch. So I literally just had the the urge to get a new spell book. And so I'm currently in the process of like organizing all my spells to transfer into the spell book because I hate the hodgepodge, but it's just, that's natural as a witch. We're, so yep. We're doing it, doing it our own ways. Um, so yeah, just side note on that. Uh, after flipping through the grimoire a bit, Cassie stands up and goes to a candle that's sitting on her mantle place because her room is just enormous and has its own mantle and tries to use magic to light it, uh, by just saying, give me light. She says this about three times, staring at the candle, getting more and more frustrated as she does when the curtain to the window behind her draws open, bringing in the daylight of the morning to the room. So that was cool. I kind of liked that. Yeah, I left. Yeah, it was cute. It was fun. Uh, we cut to the opening, which as we talked about last episode, it's simple. It's sweet. I love it. It's three seconds. I'm appeased. When we open back in, uh, Melissa and Nick are naked in bed together. Ooh. For those of you who do not remember, as I did not remember, uh, Melissa is one of the only friends of, what's her name? Faye. Yeah. Uh, she's the only person of color of the show who has seems to be a main character and barely talked in episode one. Nick was the guy who also barely talked in episode one and is the shirtless guy who lives across the way who we made jokes about. They're banging, as it turns out. Um, they kind of are laying in bed. Adam says, not Adam, my bad. Nick. This is Nick. Nick says she has to leave. Melissa goes to get dressed. So does Nick. Um, Nick asks if they're going to bind the circle. Melissa says that she doesn't know. She needs to talk to Faye. But with Cassie here. Mm. And then basically Nick says that they shouldn't tell anyone the fact that they're hooking up. And Melissa says, yeah, I don't want you to tell anyone either. Like, don't brag about this. And he goes, why would I brag about you? This gets her very upset. Absolutely. Yeah, I, it's your typical teen hookup weird situation. 
Uh, Melissa then leaves and then it's just Nick standing in his window again, shirtless. As Cassie passes her window, which she opened the curtains on. I do like this. Like Cassie's going to get ready and stops and like, again, sees him just like staring up at her window shirtless. And she's like, does he not own a shirt? And I was like, (laughs) it made me laugh. I got a good chuckle out of it. Me too. Me too. That was fun. Uh, she then tells the curtains to close and they don't. And she yells at them to close now. And then the window of Nick's actually slams shut and like shatters the pane of glass on his window. As uh, Cassie runs away from that situation, as quick as humanly possible. Uh, her grandma's awake downstairs and asks if Cassie wants to talk about anything because, you know, Cassie just moved in. They really haven't gotten a lot of time to just like sit down. Is anything up? Uh, to which Cassie just says I'm late and kind of runs away. Typical, typical Cassie stuff. We cut to the boathouse with Adam and his dad, whose name at this point I did not remember, but I will remember later. It's in my notes. Um, and Ethan, Ethan, thank you. Ethan asks, why there's like so much commotion outside to which adam says they're setting up for the sea fair which is a seaside fair (laughs) which will be relevant to this episode i do like that this is a very old way of formatting episodes that motherland fort salem decided not to acknowledge where an event happens and they talk about it before the event and then the event will be the main setting of the rest of the episode so uh Good, good job, TV. Adam asks what's going on between um, Ethan, his father, and Diana's dad and why they can't get along. Ethan says that Diana's dad is a punk. Okay, Ethan, let's calm it down. Um, and then basically Adam asks if he can just try to get her along with Diana's, Diana's, Diana's dad because he's been dating Diana for like three to four years and you know he wants the families to be able to get along because him and Diana are a couple uh Ethan's kind of about this and we cut away cut away to Faye coming down the stairs dressed like a slut it's basically what her mom says it's honestly i thought it was a really cute outfit she looks fine yeah it's just like it's a short skirt like you could if she moves a little weird you could see a little midriff she's got some tall boots it's a cute ass outfit cute as hell yeah she can wear what she wants yeah it's it's the typical after school special of no daughter of mine is going out dressed like that and i was like yep uh her grandfather you know, dad's dad, Henry, uh, surprises them with a visit. Uh, the principal, whose name I just remembered is Dawn. Um, she's nice. But as soon as Faye leaves the house, Grandpa Henry is just an ass. So there is some shit between Dawn and Henry. Makes sense, considering... It's Henry's son that died, probably because of Don's partial antics, as we're starting to sort of learn from foreshadowing. But we'll see how that progresses. But it's obvious that Faye really, 
Faye and her grandpa get along really well. Like she seems legitimately excited to see him and like kind of mentions that they're going to have to do something later. Like, yes. Um, cuts away though to now we're at school. Uh, the student president, Sally, introduces herself to Cassie. Uh, invites Cass to the fair to help with school raffle. Faye interrupts them. Usual style but has to tell Cass, I'm sorry about the storm. We we really have to practice to get that control. But very vocal about she doesn't want the binding of the circle. She wants to retain her powers herself. She doesn't want to share it. Um, understandable, dangerous at times, but I mean, I understand. Cass tells her to I kind of like this too especially because like there is the obvious thread that like the circle the group that's here they're not really friends with each other they're friends by circumstance because they all happen to be witches but like Faye and like Diana and Faye and Adam and some regard Faye and Nick they're not like best friends. She's not like, oh, I want to hang out with these people more and I trust them implicitly. She's like, no, I don't want them like blood bound to me. I don't really like half of them. Good old high school fraught emotions anyway. I will say that we did have a bound circle and you can break a bound circle. That is something that is possible. So it Unlike in the show, which is kind of implied in real life, um, if you do want to bind a circle, you can. And if situations or circumstances arise, it is possible to break a bound circle and all go your separate way. So it's a little energy intensive, but yeah, definitely yeah. possible. Still got the spell save just in case, even though we're not currently in a bound circle. <laughs> even though we're just two friendly loose witches on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. Way to save that. I was like, that doesn't sound very good the way I said it. Nope, but. you did not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. So, Faye doesn't want to share the powers. Cass tells her, oh, leave me alone. And <laughs> walks off. Uh, Dawn, the principal, is freaking out to Henry. Uh, freaking out that Henry is in town to Charlie. Charlie is, again, Diana's dad. Is it Charlie or Charles? Uh, I think it's Charles, but okay. I, I had like it Charlie as, better. I had it as Charles, so I just keep putting Char in my notes because I couldn't either remember. Charmander. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Char Char. Would you let's start out about one thing at a time. <laughs> Don is worried that Henry is on to them. Charles says, no, we covered our tracks. We're fine. It's okay. Deep breath. Real quick scene. The plot thickens. Uh, Don also knows that the reason we didn't want Henry involved is because he has always blamed Don for his son's death. And so he is very suspicious of Don just as it is. So not Which was heavily implied earlier. And yes, nice to have yeah. that. One more laid out. Super confirmed. Uh, 
cut on over to it's chem class. Teacher warns they've got some really reactive chemicals. Uh, Faye spells fires without heat boils the solution that they're working on. I I kind of want corners. I kind of want to just steal something here because it made me also laugh. Because when they cut to chemistry class, it's the teacher who's like, "This is chemistry class." And there's two safety rules you need to know. And I was like, only two? What? <laughs> yeah. And they're like really stupid. And they're also like, if you've ever taken, if anyone's ever taken a chemistry class, there's like 20 rules you need to know that your teacher is going to like be so firm about. And they are rules legitimately like no open toe shoes, no shoes without socks, no like long sleeves that might catch fire if you have long hair you have to put your hair back like there are all these like insane very detailed rules that aren't even close to like the main rules you would think of which is like don't inhale the vapors don't like touch anything that could be reactive without gloves like the dumb shit like a lot of it's like very targeted to the person i love that he's like i'm a very strict science teacher and i have two rules and i was like you are the worst science teacher more yeah, I had this rant saved science. for after the next part happens but you know what we'll go on it now because i was thinking like first of all if they're that reactive you would do this in a hood i was thinking and, about you <laughs> uh also you wouldn't let fucking teenagers do it I just like there are so many things because again people if you didn't know this you didn't recall it's okay i have a bachelor's degree in genetics i took a lot of chemistry courses this whole scene not even with the main characters the witch plot any of that this whole scene's a fucking red flag it's let alone the bullshit witchiness that happens the science is painful to watch because um i am not a I do not have a degree in a hard science, but I did pursue one for two years before I switched my major because uh, fuck chemistry. So I also took a lot of chemistry classes and something else I thought funny in this scene as they're like doing this experiment, they have like giant beakers full of liquids, like so much liquid. And I was like, what kind of reaction are you doing? That's like highly intensive chemicals that you need like half a liter of liquid for. Also, fun fact, that's a flask. Oh, you're right. It is a flask. It's an Erlenmeyer flask. But Just I thought saying. I thought about that. And also, most, yeah. most schools these days, um, especially in high school, do not let um, kids use Bunsen burners. You use hot plates for safety reasons. But yeah. all those safety science reasons aside, I had to dive into them before the scene continued because it drove me crazy. uh yeah yeah so Faye has their own solution going she then uh you know we focus in on Cass's solution Cass is just by herself and it starts to bubble too even though oh my god there's no flame underneath and it really bubbles and then it explodes because Faye has just been glaring at the damn thing Cass whips her head around, glares at Faye, knows who exactly did it, and makes uh, theirs catch fire. So I'm like, what? what is going on here? 
because like the flask itself was catching fire. This is a liquid and what? But then it explodes too. So, you know, huzzah, tit for tat. Uh, the flame, though, the really large flame is still going. Good old Bunsen burners. Uh, Cass freaked out, runs out. Adam goes to catch her. Cass explains how she's freaked out because she didn't mean to do that. And Adam, very touchy-feely, I'm going to help you adjust to these powers. We can do this together. And there was just a lot of face palming in this scene. Or... Is it weird I kind of disliked Adam in this episode? No, I feel like that's valid because he's a little predatory. A little bit. Because he like only swoops in when she's having major issues and not there during the rest of it. And it's just like, no focus on me during these issues. I will guide you through. I'm the way to go. Amongst other things. So. I get it. Like, we need to set up the love triangle. It's YA. We need to set up the love triangle. But I also think it was a really bad call having, like, Diana and Adam having been, like, dating for so many years. Because it makes this really bad. Yeah. It's a little too sudden. Yeah. You. It makes us really question Adam as a person. But I know they're trying to get it just like this destined love line, but yeah, it's just um nah. like, I get it. It's it's very similar actually to uh Witches of East End with the whole like destiny fate thing that they did in the first season, uh between wow, I'm blanking on all our Witches of East End character names. Um, I had it the, literally as soon as I go to uh, Freya and Ingrid and oh and the guys were um, Killian Killian there we go <laughs> with our two brain cells combined <laughs> We can Ooh. name three characters <laughs> of a show we literally watched less than a year ago. Which we actually liked. We loved it. Um, but wow. Um, point was, this is a very similar setup to what we saw between Frey and Killian of the whole, like, she was engaged to someone, but it's like fate intervenes and fate's a bitch. Uh, but I would say, unlike that, which is to be said, this show establishes that Adam's been dating this other girl for like five years and Freya was in a whirlwind relationship with someone else that had lasted like four months. So it was much easier to be like, oh, I mean, Freya, you rushed into it. It was a bad idea. Like, this is like, Adam, Adam, bro. Wow. But, you know, also, I guess these things happen. Like, I remember people in our high school who would get married out of high school because they were dating the person for, like, six years and then got divorced, like, a year later. So. I think that's got other things going on there. 
that I feel is more valid than this that's happening on the screen. Also agreed. But TBH. Of which, if you want me to go into listeners, add us on Instagram. <laughs> DM. We'll have a chat. Shameless plug. Ah, n- never mind. <laughs> Chopping block. Moving on. Nicolopolis. Thanks. Uh, so we cut to Cassie and Adam back to that abandoned house from episode one. Cassie asks how this all happened, how they kind of all came together, what's going on here. To which Adam kind of goes into monologuing, who says they all found out that they were witches from Diana's book because she was the first one to find the book that said everyone's lineage in it. And then says how each of them has lost a parent from being witches. And Nick has actually lost both his parents. I thought that was an interesting note. I don't know if it's like it's going to come back again, but I noted it nonetheless. Uh, Cassie asks how everyone just explained like basically a bunch of people dying. And to which we get the official story was a bunch of teens went partying on a boat and a fire broke out and not everyone got off the boat. That also means that all these people had their kids very young. That's what I was just about to say. I have like huge in the margin of my notes. Uh, how old were these goddamn people? If like, because not everybody's dad was the one that died. So mom's died. We have a mix. So the kids already really had to have been born. And yet they're still teenagers and it still sounds like they're in actual high school. So um, were they all 15 when they just have at it or what? I had the same question because it does like really, I mean, I could even, I can justify that maybe like everyone was 19, but even then, even then that means that like everyone's dad at the oldest year because let's just assume cw everyone here is 16 like everyone's parent that we've seen like ethan charles don they're all 35 that is very young but uh yeah i don't know a small town i guess they didn't have proper sex ed i don't know well yeah valid for sure but still well and i mean at that point they all knew they were witches they were already like had their circle although as spoiler as adam will say right after this i think they all died because they didn't actually find their circle but they all knew about it so I can see a little bit like, oh, you know, we're just like super besties. So, of course, as soon as the hormones kick in, rabbits. Let's put it that way. Everyone was going at it. But Uh, that's the only explanation I really have because, yeah, these are all high school children, basically. Who had kids before they died? Yep. Great. Yep. That's. Yeah, because like I said, even if I gave it the benefit of the doubt and everyone, let's say, was 19, that means everyone basically got pregnant when they were 18. And which is like, better, which is better. But, and I mean, your life's not totally over if you have a kid younger than that, but 
sure as fuck feels like it. Your life's not over if you have a kid very young. I just thought it was a very weird call to make everyone's yeah. parent a teenage parent. Like, yeah. wow. I, yeah, I'm, I agree. Anywho. Like, weird move. Um, yeah, so as you said, Adam continues saying that that circle was never bound, so everyone's power was kind of every which way and uncontrolled, and that's why Diana is so adamant that they should bind this circle because everyone's individual power will shrink, but the circle itself will be much more impressive and much more controlled and powerful. So that's good notes. Uh, Cassie looks nah, to all this. She's like, huh? All right. And then we cut to Ethan and grandpa Henry at the boathouse. Where it turns out Ethan is the one who called Grandpa Henry after Charles attacked him in the boathouse that night using magic. And he, Ethan says that basically, you know, Charles tried to drown him using magic, to which Grandpa Henry says that's impossible. Everyone was stripped of their powers after the accident. So Ethan, Don, and Charles should all not have any magic to work with because they all had their powers stripped. So how the fuck did Charles use magic is kind of the question we are left with. And that scene, which was interesting. I was like, Ooh, intrigue. I love some intrigue. Yeah. And it wasn't like horribly stupid intrigue too. No, it was interesting. Uh, we cut to Melissa, Faye and Diana so it's basically, this is the constant reoccurring scene with Diana in this episode. This was like the parts of the episode I got really bored in where it's like, people are hanging out. Diana runs into the scene and is like, we need to bind the circle. And they're like, we don't want to bind the circle. And Diana's like, we really need to bind the circle. And then everyone glares at each other and walks away. And that's like the whole scene. And that's going to happen like four more times in this episode. This one was over the chem class. There's always going to be something little. Well, not necessarily little per se, but yeah, yeah that's all Diana does basically in this show. It, this episode. Yeah, legitimately this episode, even if like magic doesn't happen, it's just like she sees people she knows who are witches and she'll just run up to them and be like, I want to bind the circle. And like, even if they're already on her side, like she does this with Adam, I think a couple of times. And he's like, yeah, okay. And she's just like, I don't know very irritating about it where I'm like okay call a meeting girl like fuck it <laughs> stop stop getting in our way leave the scene Diana was also very irritating this episode so I guess her and Adam are the perfect pair they were both really bugging me but that's that whole scene it's worthless uh we cut back to the abandoned house where Cassie is kind of looking around it and they have like basically <laughs> Uh, green light lamps. So like if you're growing pot, they have those strung out throughout the house and have all these plants growing on all these like abandoned tables. And Cassie asks what all the plants are for. And this is where we do discover certain spells in the books do require certain roots, herbs, and substances, which they are trying to grow slash create here to cast the spells. Accurate. I like it. I was like, this is cool. Good job. 
Um, so they're just trying to grow their own. So also they don't raise suspicion by trying to like buy them outside the town. Uh, he then says that he wants to practice the spell with Cassie because she just feels very overwhelmed and she has no control and she doesn't want to be a witch and she doesn't like magic. And he's like, no, it can be fun. So he pulls like a wire out of one of the lights. Like he like disconnects it and tells her to hold it. And so after some hesitation, she does. And then he holds a light bulb in his hand and takes her free hand and the light bulb lights. OMG. Cool. It's like a potato battery. I mean, people are about the same. So yeah. yeah. I was like, cool. Okay. Cool story, bro. Um, he then hands the light bulb over to Cassie and tells her to try it by herself. And it like keeps like flickering and kind of like the music rises and it's like threatening, like it's not working or she might like explode it. But then we get like some epic eye shot moments where they like stare at each other and he's like, breathe with me. And they're eye banging. Oh, they're eye banging so hard. (laughs) Um, Then (laughs) there's a moment and then. As it's like they draw closer and closer, breathing in unison, the light bulb explodes. And Cassie oh, face. <laughs> oh. I like this is I this is the kind of CW stuff I still get a kick out of, though. It's just like, cause little like 15-year-old me was like, I wanna love someone like that someday. <laughs> like, oh gosh. Like, little stupid, like, barely into puberty me was like, that's what the show is meant for, you know? <laughs> I think even hormone-riddled me was not, like, I recognize, like, maybe, yeah, like, yes, you did were. it for me, but at the same time, like, it wasn't like, that's not real life. This is overblown and stupid just for that reason. I'm super into it, but <laughs> I realize it's overblown and stupid. So anywho, we cut away. We're now at the fair. And Cassie finds Sally helping with the raffle like she said she was. Big surprise. Faye. Come... Oh, no, we cut over to Faye. Sorry. Might be. I'm thinking she appears because we cut over. Uh, Faye is um, magicking it so she's doing ring toss so every time she tosses the ring onto the bottle oh my god it actually lands on a bottle and uh, she and melissa are competing they don't look and they keep hitting and winning and then nick comes over and break melissa's concentration nick leads them away to go do dastardly things and Henry's watching. He's been seeing this whole thing. Shit. That's the vibe. Oh, yeah. It's real, like, people walk away off camera and then, like, background clarifies and, like, ominous new music grows as Grandpa Henry's like, hmm. <laughs> I loved <That's>... it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I did really like this scene. If I had powers like that, that is totally the shit I would do is ring toss. So let me, let me see if I can win carnival games. Yes. <laughs> have some fun with it. 
harmless fun. I cut over to Diana offers Cass help with practicing her control and such, her magic. Brings up again, still wants to do the binding. Cass is real against it. And then we cut away again. Because <laughs> again, we don't really need the seeds of Diana. We know what she wants. Diana is so worthless this whole episode. Like, she does not need to be in this episode. Yeah. But she's the leader. She has to be. Anywho. Uh, cut away to Nick is giving Faye a few drops of a little tincture. A little potion. Before taking some himself. Melissa doesn't want any. Tells him about how Cassie uh, shattered his window that morning. Melissa's all for the binding now. Faye says it. They just need more practice. We don't need to rebound. We just need to practice with our newfound strength, which is valid. But then she and Nick take more drops of this potion. And I don't know what it is. Uh, it's like some salvia type. It's not pot, but like it's a little, little lighter. Yeah. Little heady, but they're, they're totally vibing. Melissa's getting jealous. It was a real, like, after-school special CW moment of, like, uh, they're going to do drugs, but Melissa says no. Yeah. And I was like, this is so dumb. Especially because it's, like, they literally just got, like, a dropper bottle. And it's... Yeah, and they, they don't even say it's, like, actual drugs. It's literally, they ask Nick what it is, and he says a weird potion he made up. So it's not even, like, actually like oh it's pot or it's like yeah because we don't endorse that yeah (laughs) on television but also as the more they take the little sillier they get so you know wink wink yeah it was a real dare program moment i was (laughs) like all right guys that'll date you uh congrats drugs on winning the war on drugs (laughs) (laughs) thank you no i was (laughs) um so yeah melissa's uncomfortable leaves as nick and faye take yet some more drops of this potion they get high yeah i do Uh, not have a war on drugs at least not hot i live in california for god's sakes it's everywhere um second more nationwide but all right hard drugs i don't want it that's very political i won't get into it um but I'm going to say, it. yeah, they get high off of basically pot and start vibing and look like they have a good time. See, that's why I said Salvia, because like Salvia is like pot's really little brother. Yeah, like cousin, for sure. Yeah. This is not an endorsement. I'm not like, go do drugs, kids. But also just like Salvia has really fucking pretty flowers, I think. It so does. yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Uh, Yeah never had it but i definitely grow the fuck out of it (laughs) or did before i moved to texas um anywho so now cutting over to henry is telling don what ethan told him about charles and if that didn't make sense to you welcome to the club no uh it's just it cracked me up that we had to have this this adult tattletale chain which also is very CW. Oh, yeah. 
the adults are like really bad adults but as we yeah. noted they're like tops of 35 so yeah yeah so perspective y'all um don denies no we were all stripped of our powers Ethan's a drunk like obviously Charles couldn't have done that uh Henry says oh but I saw the kids especially Faye practicing their magic so you know what's up with that Don he will stop this he vows this basically we get that intensity uh he can't let history repeat itself not this way she asked him she, she wants to help him she asked if she can help she will help and then we cut around to she confronts charles she's yelling at charles let's be real well yeah uh she takes the crystal from him that they stored magic in before they lost their powers ding ding people this is how they were circumventing how the they were magic the whole time and i got really excited and also there was some hardcore eye rolling at this point i i will say i found this episode i really liked grandpa henry mostly because it was so nice to have a competent adult around i was like yes henry please help guide us in these difficult times we need someone who's responsible (laughs) but that's also me aging myself so adulthood is an illusion i am sure 14 year old me Uh is like henry doesn't understand (laughs) anywho oh man no yeah so don now has the crystal that they've been using to um murder people magically we cut back to Kathy, who's just kind of selling some raffle tickets. She has the clipboard. She's just wandering the fair. And as she does, she kind of wanders back to the boathouse um, where Ethan is inside. And she just kind of sits down with him. And I do like that Ethan, as he like sits down, she kind of confronts him about what he was going to say the other night. And he apologizes that she had to catch him drinking. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like a heartfelt, sad moment because he's like very aware he has a problem, but sad face. Uh, But she dives in deeper and wants to know what he was saying about this astrological lore of their two families. And he doesn't really go too much deeper into it, but he does tell a very sweet story about her mom where he kind of says, when we were young, I knew your mom and kind of says the story of how he fell in love with her by there was something about her that would just like light up a room. And every time he was around her, she just made him smile. And it was like this very genuine interaction. It it was just very sweet. It was a very sweet story. I was like, oh, it was, this is cute. Like, damn it. That it ends in tragedy. Her mom's super dead. Um, but this is, this is cute. Like, I, I appreciate this. And it's just the, uh, the California in me, but I really wanted you to say, she's super dead, bro. <laughs> super dead, bro. I don't know. That's what autofill put in. She's hella dead, brain. bro. <laughs> there you go. 
people that just made that guy has to stay in the podcast that just made my entire night (laughs) (sighs) um anyone not from california sorry about that we cut away from this to cassie who seems to have just given up selling raffle tickets and is now sitting quietly on the seaside staring out at the ocean at the rocks just kind of chilling when adam comes and sits beside her again adam what the fuck bro um he is now taking on the diana war and is trying to convince cassie to join the circle but he does outright say diana sent him to convince cassie to try to bang the circle so even when diana's not here in the scene this is all her scenes are about uh cassie asks if the they bind the circle if the magic between her and adam will change and if it's supposed to feel like how it does wow cassie bold bold play bold boo (laughs) yeah and I don't, I didn't really know what to make of the scene. Like it's, it's supposed to be very like strong, powerful, like, oh my God, how can we stay away from each other and like find the circle when we know how it feels, how we feel. But the whole thing was really stupid. <laughs> and Adam basically is just like, if we buy the circle, then our weird two-way magic we have is probably going to go away. And that's kind of how they just like end it. <laughs> So I was like, okay, weird choices were made. Cool, cool, cool. But we do like zoom out to Diana who's like watching this whole thing go down. Faith rubbing it in Diana's face that Adam and Cass have have this chemistry, you know. Just basically in response, Diana's like, we're binding the circle tonight face as she should rethink their priorities cut over to now we're at uh, nick and faye are dancing super close super charged we'll say there it still seems like they're a little high and the sun's gone down so time has yeah. passed and they're at a party they're partying on the dock. got the fairy lights going and everything and melissa's watching and is very upset uh, Faye leaves Nick because he's, he's groping too much. He's just too touchy-feely. Getting pretty handsy. Yeah. And she's not really into him. Understandable. Uh, tells Melissa <laughs> just offhandedly, I'd have to leave my self-esteem at the door to get with Nick. Which, of course, since Melissa, you know, is getting with Nick, Ouch. just rips her heart out. Visibly deflated. I do, uh, like, I am, a lot of these scenes really confuse me, only because we know nothing about Melissa and Nick. Like, I have no idea who the fuck these people are. I know Nick's an orphan, and I know Melissa hangs out with Faye. So I really don't know, like, you know, what Melissa's like, you know, any of her interests outside of hanging out with Faye. Same with Nick. He seems to just not like shirts. So, like, this whole, like, thing that everyone's like oh my god could you imagine gang with nick i'm like i i know nothing about this man i don't know why that's like a bad thing he seems well because he seems like he stares at women through their bedroom windows and uh it's just kind of a perv 
That's- it's just a normal horny teenage boy, but still boundaries. Yeah, that's like, but that's so- like, that's all I know about Nick. I think that's enough at this point. I, but, but I yes. also like, I don't know like why Melissa is like so into him. Like there's, there's so many weird things here that it seems like they were trying to play off of to make us like really feel bad for Melissa and really like hate Nick. But I was like, I don't know either of these people. So uh, this means nothing to me. Like, I don't, I don't care that Melissa feels bad. I don't really care that Nick's like being handsy. Like, okay, cool. Okay. I barely remember their names 90% of the time. Like, Well, yeah, same. I just feel like there's probably a lot of things I can infer based on the fact that they're teenagers in a CW drama. Accurate. And that fills the gaps for me because I am fairly certain that I am accurate. But uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't I spell just, it out. But I kind of just wish we had like one or two more episodes where maybe we met like Melissa's parents or found out like, if Nick's like emancipated or like living with a relative, like, just like, just give me like a little bit more background on these two. Like, I think what are at they the like? very beginning, like they vary in like a single word mention. He lives with his grandma. Okay, cool. But I would have loved to have met her. I like, don't really know. I just, I really wish I just knew a bit more about them to really take any interest in the fact that they're banging, but I really don't. It's just, Two horny teenagers. I don't think we need to read more than that. Okay, perfect. Uh, anywho, Lord, that was a lot to dissect for <laughs> literally me. no substance. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like a bag of cotton candy. <laughs> uh, be like that raccoon and just dunk it in the river now. Okay. So Faye now corners Cass, who's been trying to look for Sally. Faye really wants to do magic with Cassie. Cassie is very adamantly no. And because she's just so emotionally charged with that no, the lights start to flicker. A storm starts up. Cassie yells to stop it. A chair flies over. Sally interrupts. So real quickly, before I get into the next part, like it's set up. So to me, it felt very obvious that like all of these things are happening just because Cassie and Faye are very emotionally charged and their magic is responding in kind. They don't have a control on their emotions. Therefore, they don't have control on their magic. And it's just making a bunch of random shit happen. Uh, Sally interrupts Faye very heatedly tells her to go away and shove Sally she flies through this wooden railing and onto a bunch of jagged rocks and appears to be dead kind of zoom in like we don't really get confirmation but she doesn't appear to be breathing on the few seconds we're focusing on her and so, it's like she's like laid in awkward angle on a bunch of very sharp rocks yeah. 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 So at this point, uh, Charles and Don, the principal, shows up. Uh, Diana called an ambulance already. Don uses, you know, the crystal that they stored their secret magic in to revive Sally. Uh, Henry is, of course, watching all of this. Little confrontation later, Charles is pissed. She used their special crystal. 
She replies, that's the sort of guilt that would have, uh, the death of Sally is the sort of guilt that would have just destroyed Faye. Like, I can't let my daughter live with that. So, of course, I'm going to use our secret magic to do this. I'm not I, a total shit parent is the bottom line. I do like she's like, what if Diana had done it instead of Faye? You would have done the exact same thing. Like, be reasonable. Uh, yes, what if Diana... Uh, cut to Diana actually telling Faye Sally's going to be okay. Cassie comes up now. Faye really likes the power. But Cassie admits it is too dangerous. She's super freaked out over it all. Again, uh, admits it's too dangerous that their emotions control the magic like that. I don't want to be bound to any of you, but it's the safest option. So let's do it. They're all going to meet on the beach at midnight. Divine the circle, obviously. Yeah. Because, like, uh, yeah, Cassie says people can't get keep getting hurt, and Faye keeps apologizing, saying the whole thing was an accident. So everyone's very upset by this, but Sally's okay. So that's good, at least. Uh, we cut to Dawn, who's at her house, uh, drinking a glass of wine. And this was the moment I was like, all right, Don, I see you. After everything, I too would be like, please just give me a glass of wine so I can sit here and not. Uh, Grandpa Henry walks in though. And again, that kind of like ominous, like vibe starts as he kind of starts circling Don and explains that he was actually really confused about everything when he showed up because Charles doing magic, Charles wasn't the brightest or ever the cleverest and him finding a way to do magic, it really threw him and he didn't really know how the hell he was getting away with it. But with Don doing magic, Don's always been clever. And that was kind of the missing piece to let him figure out how the fuck they were pulling this off. And just tells her to give him the crystal. Because he knows. I actually really like this scene. It was a great scene! (laughs) Uh, Good confrontation. Just the right amount of emotional tautness. And then what happens next? I think I like audibly yelped or something. There was a like a visceral reaction with me. Because I was already super into the scene. So... This is honestly the best scene of the episode, without a doubt. And Don kind of palms the crystal, holding it, flipping it between her fingers. As Henry says that in the morning, he has to go to the elders. He has to tell them what's going on here. We can't have a repeat of what happened years ago. And the children cannot be allowed to practice magic. This is unacceptable. To which Don grasps the crystal and begins to cast her own magic and says, no, instead, Henry should probably go back to the lake house because this is all far too stressful for him. And, you know, he already had that heart attack a few years ago. We don't want another one to come around and, you know, he probably couldn't survive another one if it happened. And 
same same with what happened between Ethan and Charles. Henry starts to grab his arm, starts to have trouble breathing, begins to fall, stutters, and basically just dies on the ground in front of Don, who murders him. Yeah, man. Also, actually, I noted it down, but totally forgot until I just saw it in my notes. Um, big fact here. So basically, it confirms the theory that this group knew they were meant to be a circle and a, as soon as the hormones kicked in, just went at it like rabbits because she mentioned uh, it's been 15 years since they practiced, like since he practiced, he stopped practicing when his son died. Uh, you forget what it feels like. It feels real good. So 15 years ago, let's say the kids of the current circle, Cassie and whatnot, are 16 maybe yeah. so these parents are yeah 31 32 maybe hot damn yep they are all yeah. also quite successful for their young age uh right Don's i mean the principal of an entire school like wow it's a small town it's a little easier so it's pretty impressive uh, but yeah, all these adults are very young and apparently we're just uh, all teen parents, which, you know, no shame. That's fine. It was just odd choice. Bold choice on the show's side. Yeah. But the worst part is we kill Henry. I loved Henry so much. Right? Yes. Oh, it was, it ripped my heart out. I, I didn't like expect I said, to be that sad. Yeah. Visceral reaction. Oh, this this was the best scene. Uh, and then we cut away to much more low key. Adam drops Diana off at her house to get the book. So congratulates her on successfully convincing everybody to do the binding. Diana admits though she's worried because she doesn't actually know what exactly she's doing. She's on the same page as everybody else. Like, yeah, she has her book, but it's not like she has any extra experience than anyone else. Which I actually really like the confession. This um, was a good, like, gets me in Diana's corner scene. I wish we'd gotten more scenes of Diana seemingly, like, on top of everything so we could have gotten this breakdown instead of Diana just annoying everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And she also admits that the book found her. She did not go searching for it. So, like, obviously things are meant to happen, and she's just sort of freaked out by that. But yeah, I think this, I agree. It could have been a little bit more impactful if we had this a little earlier. Um, and then she sort of 180s. Uh, do I have to worry about you and Cassie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he of course says oh, no and kisses her you know the classic way to just out. yeah make a girl forget just start making out let me tell you people out there in the audience does not make a girl forget it might postpone for a little bit a little bit like you might like buy some time while she's like all right let's do this instead but most people 
when concerned about something, a good makeout session will not take away that concern. Uh, well, and now we cut over to Bay comes home. Her mom sits in the dark like a creep. I know. And then, <laughs> you know, suddenly it lights on. Say, Henry, you know, your grandpa Henry, he drove back home. Uh, were you drinking earlier? Now, super principal mom. Uh, you know, I have a reputation to uphold. I don't need you embarrassing me, Faye. Real tense, but totally, honestly, I think regular mom mode. Um, they have a nice hug. Mom's just glad, honestly, that Faye's okay. This scene ends very typical mom mode. Like, I'm not angry. I was just very upset. I was very concerned about you. I want you to be safe. That's kind of how she ends it. The fact she starts it with, were you drunk? And think how this makes me look. Not very typical mom mode. I I would never think yours or my mom if we were happen if we were involved in something like this, let's just say that the first thing out of their mouths would be, but think of how this makes me look. Some of our friends' moms, absolutely. I'm not gonna call them out on here, but there's one in particular I'm thinking of. Um and I think this says a lot to why Faye is the way Faye is. <laughs> is I think the first reaction was very much how Faye was raised. And this very much, you are a accessory of me and you need to make me look good. Which is why I think Faye is very much a little more out of control. I don't know. I really like this scene. It was actually, like I said, I be, I'm very interested in stuff like this. And I wish we had scenes like this for Melissa and Nick so I could get to know them. But I think this really made me get to know Faye a lot, which brings me into her character, which makes me more excited for what she does and what trouble she gets into. Anyway, that was all I wanted to say. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, cut over now to Cassie is walking as Adam drives up. He offers her a ride. Cass declines. She's really sour about the binding. But then ends up getting in the car. And as, you know, she does, they have another good tense eye contact and a Moment. street light bursts also this is like directly after he made out with diana is this like weird like eye fuckery moment where i was like bro 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 yeah get your shit yeah. together good old high school uh, now we cut over. We are at the beach. They've all shown up to this bonfire. They call. Uh, okay, so they invoke their circle. Um, they invoke the elements to the circle. And I had an issue. Because they involve uh, fire, earth, 
metal, air, water, and blood. And I was like, okay, well, blood, I'll just like, I could give it to you that that may be like, that's spirit. Sure. But I was like, why the fuck are you calling metal to your circle? I super hardcore judged that bit of witchcraft. So I actually thought the blood part was really weird um, because the metal part I understood, and this is the only reason why, and it's a very obscure reason why, but it's because in specifically, I believe Japanese spiritualism, uh, there is actually not really air symbology. That's not like one of the elements that are attributed to things. Oftentimes metal takes its place. That's why in like, this is the only reason I know this, um, cause I looked it up a couple of times. That's why in sailor moon. Oh, okay. Here we go. This yep. is how, but this is how I fell down this hole to discover this. Yeah. Uh, there's no air sailor scout and sailor Venus, who is Venus being a planet of representation, usually of air because Venus is usually a representation of Libra, Libra's air, is represented as metal. Oh. Which is why she has, like, metal chains and metal swords and stuff. So that's what I know about metal being invoked, is it can be subbed in oftentimes for air and certain spiritualism. That being said, I let it stand. I was like, sure, fine, let metal be a thing. I thought the blood thing was super fucking weird. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Right? I, th- I thought so too, but I long and hard thinking uh, I could only attribute it to without going, you know, darker things, which they have no business doing. Yeah. Um, which you don't want to call to your circle in the first place. No. Are you kidding me? No. Even if you're making a curse or anything like that, you're just don't don't invite the bad. It's like a deal with the Fae. Don't do it. Just, don't, yeah, don't do it's it. going to fuck you really hard in the end. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I thought long and hard, and I was like, I guess blood, you could tie to spirit, and I'd call that the element, which is still not necessarily common when invoking a circle, but I just, yeah. I guess you can. Uh, the only other thing I had problem with was they do not invoke the elements in the proper order. Yes, that's I got true. really pissed about that too. <laughs> and then I was like, I I googled it to like double check because I was like, wait, do, am I wrong? No, no, you're not. No. that's that's a legitimate thing. So, listeners, hi, this is a fun little learning lesson with Nikki and Jade. If you feel like invoking a circle, if you have a circle or invoking a circle for any spell protection that you happen to be doing in your time. Which, you know, really, if you just want to invoke the elements. Yeah. Which is a safe thing to do. You got to do all of them just to be safe. I think really Uh, a lot of, a lot of cleansings, protections, anything you might be doing where you feel like I need a full elemental circle here. You're going to invoke four elements and they are air, fire, water, and earth. And Hey, you know what? You're going to invoke them in that order. (laughs) I was just about to say, in that order. And if you want to invoke a fifth one, it's going to be spirit and it's going to be last. Agreed. And when you break the circle, saying goodbye, ending the blessing, you're going to go opposite order to end it, saying first goodbye to spirit, then earth, then water, then fire. 
than air. This is the proper, most respectful, most useful technique to invoke an elemental circle. And we highly recommend you follow this example in your witchcraft teachings. Thank you for this lesson. You want to think of it this way. If you don't do it that way, uh, you mess up the feng shui, you mess up the chakra flow, like it's all just gets tangled, which is never helpful for your spirit work. So just saying. So, you know, after this nice little mini deep dive, the next thing that happens in the actual show is just that they invoke their circle, the elements of their circle, the bonfire goes crazy and they all accept the binding oath, which was just dumb. And I didn't actually write it down, but they accept. Uh, I didn't write it down either. And we end, and actually I had the captions on, subtitles, and there's a sound with the closing title, and the captions say, child eerily singing as it's playing. And I was like, oh yeah, thank you for that sort of detail. Because usually, you know, subtitles, closed captioning in English, English, not in England. <laughs> um it just, you know, describes like maybe eerie music playing or music playing or just shows the little notes and you're supposed to know that music's playing. And the fact that they specifically put child eerily singing <laughs> was golden. I love it. It was really nice after the disappointing circle oath. <laughs> Binding. After we felt like we need to give a mini lesson on how to invoke a circle. Yeah. So that's it. We made it. End of episode. It wasn't the worst. No. Uh, we'll see how it goes now that they're bound. So I am actually very excited for episode three myself. Um, which, you know, spoilers is titled Loner. So between the end of this episode and the title of that next episode, I'm I'm all about this. I cannot wait to get to it. So next week, y'all. I will say it. I had a fun time watching it. It was a fine episode. As I said, I, there was stuff in it that I was like, Diana, no one cares. Or, and like Melissa and Nick, I was like, no one cares. Like at this point, we have three main characters. Their names are Faye, Adam, and Cassie. Anyone else? I was like, I don't, I don't really know you. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> But I still had fun. It was a decent episode besides their horrible spell work and craft. Oh, I'm I showing love- Nikki. I literally have just a sticky note that I keep right next to my computer for this of the characters. And then like I've got the parents as you know, Ethan is Adam's dad. Charles is Diana's dad. Because I can't necessarily There's keep them so straight. so many characters in the show. Like it I thought there were too many characters in Motherland Fort Salem, and this puts that to shame. Um, but these ones are all actually doing things in the show. They're so. useful. Yeah. Um, minus Melissa and Nick. Sorry, guys. <laughs> One of these days, I assume you will be useful. I will say what was a big surprise for me, leaving episode one and going into episode two, because we doubled down on it. I really thought beginning of episode one when we met Nick as the shirtless guy in the window, I was like, cue love interest. It wasn't Nick. It was Adam. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. I know that they got me on that one. I was like, all right, well played CW. I really thought Nick was going to be a, a main player here because he was shirtless. Uh, turns out it was Adam. <laughs> that was nice. 
Um, but yeah, I, I still enjoyed it. I'm excited to watch episode three. I hope they get their elemental shit together because that's just uncalled for. Yeah, that's just horrifying to watch. Uh, it's su- it's such an easy fix too. Like one Google search and you'll that's know. That's what I was like, just about to say. I was like, I literally Googled it. It's a well-known thing. Because, you know, sometimes with magic, you can't just Google it. You gotta You gotta have more endeavors to learn. No, the shit you can Google, and that Google is correct. Yeah, so I it makes me sad that the writing room was lazy on that, and they were just like, I don't know, like, what's the first element you guys can think of? Fire? Cool. What's an element? Blood? Yeah, that sounds Let's like an element. edgy and put in metal and blood. <laughs> blood metal. Oh. All yeah. right, before we really go down the rabbit hole with this let's go down the rabbit hole with our deep dive because you know what just like the last episode and i this is so glorious after motherland um they have stuff in the episode that we can talk about so this time they used a crystal to store magic so you know we're gonna talk about crystals let's deep dive on that i guess my crystal note uh, so do you want me to start or do you want to start? I'll start. Okay. Uh, so disclaimer, I don't use a lot of crystal magic. I use crystals to supplement, uh, spells and rituals, but there are witches out there and witch practices out there, which are like heavily based in crystal magic where you are basically a crystal witch. Um, if you're into that awesome man, teach me something because I am not adept at that. So I'm just going to try to do my best based on the knowledge I know, stuff I've looked up, and how I practice. So first thing I like to kind of attribute to crystals is each crystal is usually attributed to an element. But if you're just generally working with crystals, you're probably more associated with earth magic in general and might be more associated with green witchcraft or earth witchcraft. But each individual crystal will have its own element, which is not metal and blood, uh, will be air, fire, water, or earth. Other than that, uh, crystals can obviously be used to carry around with you as the sole use property of a spell or a ritual or an intent, but can also just be used to supplement these things as a non-base. I use some of small crystals to help supplement. And really, if you're brand new to crystals and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Get yourself some clear quartz and you're good. It's the white candle of your spell. Yeah. Uh, that and selenite you're going to see everywhere. They're real versatile, real good, real good stuff. Uh, the only other one I see a lot of use out of, which I'd be like, if you're a beginning crystal magic and you're just like, I just want three crystals to start out with clear quartz, selenite, rose quartz. I'm going to say those are your three standard go-to ones. Um, but crystals for beginners, um, if you like actually want a proper kit, as I said, clear quartz can use for basically anything, cleansings, blessings, banishings, bindings. It's an amplifier stone is how I could best say it. So anything that you are intent working with it um, will be amplified by its presence. So that's going to be your clear quartz toolbox key components. Other than that, there's amethyst also 
very commonly used, but a little harder to get your hands on, a little more expensive. You can usually get them raw for relatively cheap, which is an insight crystal. So that would be used more with your spirit, psychic, um, self work, meditation, craft, crystal, scrying, that kind of thing. You would look for an amethyst. Also it's purple spirit work. As I said, that's how we do these things. Rose quartz used for so many things. It can also kind of be used to sub in for your clear quartz, honestly, but more than that, it's usually used for again, cleansings and love and then self healings. So it's always just a good one to have on hand. If you're doing any self-centered magic, I suppose I've seen them a lot used for love spells, for marriage spells, for sex spells, and also just to be like on the side of the tub while you take a cleansing bath and you reflect about how cool you are like self-love. Uh, next is citrine. I actually have used citrine. I, I like it quite a bit. Um, it's just a prosperity stone. So I use it to kind of just like amp a spell a little bit. It's also kind of an amplifier, just give it a little more prosperity, a little more good intentions, good luck, that kind of thing. And I don't really know if I have much else. Oh, uh, tiger's eye, your grounding stone. I also really like tiger's eyes. It's if you feel like you're a little all over the place or your spell or your potion, or your rituals, a little all over the place, tiger's eye. Good for grounding, good for protection, excellent stone. Also, you can get it in so much jewelry. So that's kind of one of your go-to crystals. Yeah. Yeah, I don't use crystals like basically at all. Um, I am aware of crystals. So let me tell you the few things that I do know. Uh, yeah, like Vicky said, quartz and selenite, spot on those are very common um i as a fire sign i'm very familiar with like the use of like jasper and garnet because those are typically associated with like invoking fire and like garnet specifically um it's really good for like balancing your spiritual side with your physical side and just that sort of alignment um it's also you know good for passion and success which kind of goes in with the fire sign um carnelian i see used a lot and that one is um that's an earth stone i believe it's grounding it's like magical shielding um i think it's one that like you want to store it definitely with all your other crystals because it'll like shield those crystals from negative influence too let alone just shielding your magic while you're using it um yeah amethyst i have um it's technically a like a seeing pendant a scrying pendant sorry um so it's like a not an arrowhead but i can't think of the shape it comes to a point it's on a chain it's amethyst i honestly got it for eight dollars um because i said it was just a geode and then like someone's like no that's an amethyst sweet it, yes it's a geode but technically it's an amethyst and i was yeah. like sweet uh i just use it as a necklace because i don't vibe with pendant scrying um but yeah that's a thing amethyst good for cleansing consecration of like a sacred space apparently real good for scrying it, it's your spiritual stone yeah 
uh, associated with air, hey. as far as I'm aware. Uh, another one that I actually see a lot is uh, hematite. And hematite is the one that like literally everybody has and nobody realizes. Um, you know, when you go into like a lot of gift shops and you see those smoothed out stones for the kids to just fill a bag and take. And, you know, there's sort of a shiny silver one that's just slightly magnetic and it's super cool. That's hematite. Used in so much stuff in just literally everyday life. This one's interesting because actually I've heard, I think it's associated with earth. That's what makes sense to me, but I've heard it has an association with the fire sign, which I don't actually get, um, but apparently it's slightly a thing. Uh, maybe because it's also like it's used for protection, but I don't know. Um, it's also, I guess, used for like a... Um, like a hematite rings, I think is the one that's very popular. It's very good for um, like absorbing bad energy and uh, it's has like an association, I think maybe through the chakra, but I'm not entirely clear with um, like strengthening and regulating like your blood. So it's that sort of balance. And also- those are, are those the rings that are supposed to break? Yes, when they've okay. absorbed enough bad energy. But just fun fact for you. They're really delicate when they're in rings. That's why they actually break. It's... I know. <laughs> like if you have a stone sitting there, I think you could just, it'll absorb the bad energy. But as a ring, it's been tampered with and it's fragile. That's why it actually breaks. Because it's but, you know, so hey, sanded, yeah. Yeah, kudos to the people making money, I guess. It's um, an industry. <laughs> I can't totally knock it. Uh, another one that is kind of a little bit expensive sometimes, but I like I own one. Um, moonstone. Again, I'm pretty sure this is the stone that I have that um, I use to just sort of center myself if I feel like I need something extra when I'm trying to meditate for visions. Um, it's really symbolic with like inner growth and emotional strength and general psychic intuition. So I do recommend that one as well. And that's about all I know about stones besides uh, my name is Jade. Jade is a green stone. Jade's associated with earth. So uh, that's also been used to balance the heart chakra. Don't quote me on that. I don't really know my chakras very well. I, I was about to say, um, I will wrap this up with a couple things, a few things actually. Uh, crystals are oftentimes also very much associated with the chakras. Um, I am not a chakra expert. I have one person once gifted me like a chakra kit that had like some smudging implements in it. And I swear some crystals that I threw on my altar and never looked out again. But if you are interested in that kind of work, there are a lot of books on it, obviously. And that is something you can learn from other people who are much more associated with that field of work than uh, these two girls are. Another field that is heavily associated with crystals is like the vibrations kind of field, which kind of has a big thing going on right now where it's like things act at higher 
vibrations or higher tones and tunes and all that thing. Frequency. Frequencies. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I did once have a masseuse that was really into this, who like told me all about it while massaging me, which was really cool. It was a great day. I was in, in the that. room at the time getting my own massage. We yeah. Had a you... lovely couple thing going and yeah, man, it was interesting to hear. It's super interesting. So crystals could also be um, attributed to that field, but that is again, a highly specialized field. And there are a lot of books and actual specialists in it who can uh, talk you through it much more than these two can. We are novices to the extreme on it. And then the last thing I kind of wanted to weave crystals with is, you know, newish year we're starting again. I think uh, Mercury is going into retrograde again. We're kind of deep into winter. It's kind of a rough time on like relationships and everything. So I randomly found these five stones on Instagram that a fellow witch posted about that were uh, five crystals for communication that I thought I would just share. So the five are malachite, lapis, lazuli, aquamarine, carnelian, and sodalite. And malachite says allows for words to match your intent, which as you might know by our enchantress Jade, her favorite thing to talk about. So she, I'm sure would love this stone and I should get it for her. Lapis Lazuli uh, reminds you that your words are powerful. So that's a nice thing to have if you are starting to doubt your choices or word choices, or feel like you're not getting anywhere with what you're saying, like people aren't listening. Aquamarine dissolves unnecessary stress from your mind. I will bathe in it. Carnelian gives you the confidence to be in the spotlight. I do not need that, but some people do. There's a lot of, you know, people who are really scared to stand up and talk for themselves. So piece of Carnelian, some Carnelian jewelry. Um, that's the nice thing about crystals is a lot of them lend very easily to enchanted jewelry that you can wear very casually um, to help you through your day and your intentions and your spells. And then Sodalite encourage you to stay focused on your thoughts. So again, starting the new year, new semester, if you're a student or even just trying to pick up a new hobby or learn something new this year, um, Sodalite, it's going to help you out. That was it. As we've been talking about this, I'm trying to dig through like my little mini jewelry box because I thought I had my, like a friend gifted me a chakra balance bracelet find it but I did find my pendant that I use for centering myself for meditations nice and I was like I don't think this is moonstone and then I was like wait a minute there was something about an angel stone am I remembering this wrong and I am not uh, <laughs> so I do think this is actually an angel stone that I picked up at a gem stop uh which I think we should post this on Instagram but uh yeah it's in the little cage that I repurposed from something else on a purple silk lanyard sort of because you know purple and spirituality uh and angelite is the official stone name also called angel stone but it's officially angelite literally just quickly googled so uh this one site says it's uh improved spirituality and spiritual awareness which is probably why i originally chose it for meditation there you go uh yeah peaceful energy calming soothing promotes communication 
and self-expression while often dispelling fear, anxiety, and anger. So. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And that's associated with the crown chakra. Just fun fact. Oh, good to know. And like I said, that is the nice thing about crystal magic. If like magic is kind of intimidating to you or you don't really know how to implement it in everyday life, crystals are a really easy way to do that because you can have them in jewelry. You can have enchanted jewelry. You can have blessed jewelry. You can have them in set in the jewelry. If you don't like jewelry, you can literally just stick small ones in your pocket, in your purse, like just carry them on your person as you go throughout the day, put them on your desk at work. No one is going to be like, huh, who's that weirdo with a crystal? Everyone's going to be like, cool rock, bro. Trust me, I've done it. <laughs> and yeah, that's uh, same with like students, just stick them in your backpack. No one's really going to be upset about it. Uh, whatever you do, if that old picture from the internet's ever resurfaces again of some chick who like super glued a bunch of crystals to her steering wheel and basically made a claymore yeah don't do that it's not safe don't physically besides that sort of like that interferes with the flow of everything don't don't glue these anywhere yeah have them in your hands set them down places have them in a little breathable cage on a lanyard like i have with mine Etc. Yeah. You you don't need to embed your entire person, car, backpack, what have you with crystals. You can one or two, you're fine. And uh, cleansing them on a full moon is better. Like any of them. Full moon's real good for yeah. washing out the bad energies. Cleansing it, and charging. Yep. Yeah. Just put them on your windowsill. I can't tell you how many times it's been like midnight and I'm like, oh crap. And I like run and grab like five crystals and like throw them on my windowsill. And I'm like, I'm such a good witch <laughs> as I like walk away. Again, I feel like you got to set them down with a little bit of intention, but hey, you know, harried intention still works. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, so that was crystals. Uh, Nikki, which is on the couch. What, what were you drinking tonight? Yeah, I finished it and I'm sad because I kind of want to make a second one. I you know, back to filming, as I said, it's been a while for us. So I went with the classic, the traditional, Hey, it's in our thumbnail photo. And I made myself a gin and tonic and it was delightful. Good for you. Thank you. And I'm sad it's gone. I might make another one, but I've been watching you drink all night. So I know what you're drinking, but I'll ask for clarity. Jade, where you been drinking tonight? Nice. Uh, I had a Texas blonde ale beer. Uh, it's Imperial pineapple, which I think for beer, Imperial means like certain ingredients, but a certain way it's made. And then pineapple is the additive. And it was just like a, not very pineapple but good citrus light beer. You just have the really pretty like beer glass and everything. Usually your like drink isn't as obvious, but this time it was, yes, it was very extreme. From good old track seven in natomas and oak park i think is their other location that sounds right california hey california uh i mean obviously this this episode got real dark when uh sally had a little accident but um my life gets deep dark sometimes too if you ever feel so deep down dark that you are contemplating suicide, though, that is not the answer ever. 
forever. Uh, it is good to talk about it. It's really hard to talk about it, but it's good to talk about it. You can call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Or you can now also text 741-741. Uh, you know, text them help. It's a 24-7 crisis hotline. Um, you can also walk into a ER and tell them you're having suicidal ideations. They can get you checked in, speaking with someone. Look at a split. There are options. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for the second episode of The Secret Circle, which is really exciting. We're excited to keep going on the new show. We always like finding new witch shows. If you want to hear more from us or have suggestions on other shows we can be doing in the future, uh, as this show once was, you can follow us on Instagram, where we are also just witches on the couch. You can also like, review, comment, subscribe, do whatever you have to do on this podcast to help other wandering witches maybe find their way here. And thank you once again for everyone listening on this morning, afternoon, evening, night day however you tend to listen to your podcast these days we've had a great time and we will talk to y'all next time bye you guys bye